What's up, everybody? Hope y'all are doing well tonight. Let me mute a couple of things here as we are getting rolling. Awesome. Good to see some of y'all popping on tonight. Hope you like my shirt. This was a Father's Day gift, I think, I think for my mother-in-law, Yoda Best Dad. So I was trying to find one of my more classic Hollywood Studios shirts to wear tonight, but uh, it's MIA somewhere. This shirt's almost 20 years old. Uh, and anyway, I was going to was gonna wear it just because it's one of my favorites, but... Uh, glad y'all are hopping on tonight. Good to see you. I'm going to go ahead and throw this up here real quick. Uh, what is, hang on, that is the wrong question. So we're going to take that off. This is why it's the pre-show. So uh, the question of the day is actually, what is your favorite part about uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios or Disney MGM? I, I do, you know, have some people that still call it MGM uh, or, or Disney MGM. So We'll love to hear from y'all uh, to hear what your favorite part about it is. So what is your favorite question or what is your, <laughs> what is your favorite part about Disney's Hollywood Studios or Disney MGM? Uh, it's a great park. There is a lot to see, a lot to do. Uh, actually, last night I had the privilege of recording an episode um, kind of on overlooked things about Disney MGM Studios or Disney's Hollywood Studios uh, with my friends David Dollar and Jen Novotny over at the uh, Main Street Electrical Podcast. Uh, David is a buddy of mine who's a travel agent with a different agency. Um, and Jen is with them also, but Dave actually lives about an hour and a half south of me and we hang out on occasion and we kind of run in some of the same groups and, and stuff. And he's a pretty solid guy and they have a great show. So shout out to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. I'll be sharing that uh, in my feed uh probably whenever it goes live, which is usually on Thursday mornings. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, so once you're done with my show, if you're listening to this in podcast land on Wednesday, uh, go and find the Main Street Electrical Show. I'll be sending you all a link to that. Uh, so you can kind of take a listen and let me know what you think. Again, our question of the day tonight is, what is your favorite part about Disney's Hollywood Studios? Um, and I am really, really excited about uh, this episode. So Let's get started, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is August the 17th, 2021. And our question of the day is, what is your favorite part about Disney's Hollywood Studios? What is your favorite part about Disney's Hollywood Studios? Is it an attraction? Is it the theming? Is it the music? Is it the, is there food, a land, you know, something specific, something super detailed or just a, or, or just a, the, the whole idea, you know, of the park, which we're going to talk a little bit about here in just a second. So there's so much to see and do. And I think a lot of times people kind of focus on the Toy Story land and the Star Wars stuff. And even before that, you know, people are like, it's a half day park. There's not a lot to do. Well, there is so much story and so much detail built into that park is definitely one that is not to be missed. We're going to get into some of that here in just a little bit. Before we go any further, let's talk some Disney travel news. Some Disney travel news. Uh, first off, tickets for Disney's Very Merriest After Hours event. So the holiday-themed After Hours event uh, are now on sale, and they have that sales for that have been going pretty well. Uh, the, the, the selling system did not lock up uh, as far as we know, and many folks and clients have been able to be served uh, and get those tickets secured for that. Uh, it is going to be an amazing time. It is one of the top after hours events or 
you know, or, or private party events, however we want to kind of look at that from all the different events like that that they have. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. You know, the, the specially themed food items, the low wait times uh, on attractions, especially themed kind of uh, shows and whatnot that they do related to the nighttime spectaculars and whatnot. So, you know, there will be fireworks with that one. There will not be one with uh, with the boo bash that is currently going on. They have some cavalcades uh, that are going on with that. But you know, speaking of which, boo bash started off here last week, I believe, and is going pretty well so far. Uh, lots of great treats and fun, and uh, you know, some tickets are still available for that if you're interested in the boo bash event. Uh, Disney's very merriest after hours event uh, again are now on sale with events with event dates beginning uh, November the eighth. So that's pretty fun about a little over a week after Halloween. Also, uh, tickets to the Cirque du Soleil uh, Disney production of Drawn to Life. So this show that's been in, uh, you know, kind of production for a long time in rehearsals and whatnot, you know, ever since uh, Lanuba closed down, there's this sort of, uh, you know, thought like, what's going to replace it? What's going to happen? Well, you know, Drawn to Life has been on the drawing board, so to speak, for a while. And, you know, the whole pandemic nonsense thing, craziness, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy, awful thing. Uh, but, you know, it's just it's it's pumped the brakes on a lot of projects that different people have have been pursuing, uh, and a lot of things that Disney's wanted to do, like the a lot of the things that have been going on at Epcot. But finally, this is a show that is looks like it's moving forward, and it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to hear more about it, uh, and hopefully, maybe go see it uh, someday. So Cirque du Soleil, La Nuba, uh tickets go on sale for that. Excuse me, Cirque du Soleil uh, drawn to life. Uh, tickets go on sale on August the twentieth with an opening date of November uh, the 18th. So tonight we are going to get into a conversation about the Hollywood that never was and always will be. Now, if you are a Disney file like myself, you will recognize that as a quote, not as, as kind of the, the title to our show uh, like this tonight, but um, it is a direct quote from Michael Eisner, who's a former CEO of the Walt Disney Company. And he said this at the dedication to Disney's Disney MGM Studios on uh, May the 1st, 1989. And of course, we know that park's name was changed to Disney's Hollywood Studios uh, eventually. And uh, this is a this is a park that our, our friend uh, McNair Wilson, who came on around episode 100, um, almost, it's crazy, about nine months ago or so. And uh, McNair came on to primarily talk about Tower of Terror, his Disney story, share how he met you know Walt Disney. But he had a key kind of developmental sort of design uh, concept role for a lot of what was going on around Walt Disney World that time. So Streetmosphere, that's the thing that he came up with. He had a huge role, uh, as we know, with the Tower of Tear and developing that the quote-unquote park weenie or park icon uh, there at uh, at the Tower of Tear that, at the end of Sunset Boulevard. And we will be talking about Sunset Boulevard here in the coming weeks as we sort of go uh, land by land or section by section with the park. Uh, tonight, specifically, we're going to be focusing on Hollywood Boulevard and sort of, again, sharing some of the story of Disney's uh, 
MGM or Disney's Hollywood Studios and how it came to be. Uh, it meant to be this, it was originally meant to be this park that was sort of alive, that allowed you not only to sort of immerse yourself in the story, but uh, but interact with people that were from that era. Hence when, you know, that's kind of where Streetmosphere came from. So it, it meant to give you this, it was meant to give you this sort of different kind of park experience where you weren't just sort of walking in and like, you know, getting your picture taken with your old, you know, Kodak throwaway film camera um, with with some characters and taking pictures of rides and things like that. But it was really meant to give you an opportunity to sort of immerse yourself in the story and be entertained in a way that maybe you hadn't been entertained before. So uh, I, I, as far as what I've read and what I've observed, I think a lot of the uh, sort of original concepts and, and ideas of, of what the park was built on is really what Disney is trying to do in a lot of ways with uh, the Halcyon, which is the new, uh, you know, Star Wars, you know, starship, if you will, that's going to give you the special sort of Star Wars hotel, super immersive experience that we've talked about um, that's going to be sort of attached to Galaxy's Edge. So they're taking a lot of those concepts and ideas and really trying to step it up and plus it uh, and, and and bring those to full fruition uh, in that experience. So unfortunately, we really don't see much of Streetmosphere uh, right now. Now, you know, for, you know, obvious reasons and hopefully we'll see some of that back. We'll, we'll see more live entertainment back. The Beauty and the Beast show is back at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, which is pretty awesome. We're glad to see that. And, you know, we're seeing uh, more things kind of kind of come back and resurface. And as we get into the holidays uh, season, kind of beginning with the fall uh, travel season, the, the October sort of Halloween-ish celebrations that have already started with Boo Bash over at Magic Kingdom, uh, we'll be able to see a few more sprinklings of things, uh, hopefully uh, coming here in the coming weeks and months. So let's start our walk down Hollywood Boulevard. And if if you've been a part of some of these conversations before uh, about the park, so we've, we've done Magic Kingdom, we've done Epcot, we've done, uh, we've done Animal Kingdom, and honestly, with with all the changes and things that go into these, you know, we might have to revisit the parks as a whole and do something similar to this. Maybe not as in much detail, but similar to this in you know the coming you know months or years. So uh, as as things continue to develop, especially with Epcot, with you know so many things that have gone on there, uh, we'll definitely have to take a look as far as what's going on in Future World and a number of the other things that are opening up there. So again, we're going to be taking a look at attractions at dining and primarily at shopping. Uh, there is really only one uh, attraction per se that is p- considered part of Hollywood Boulevard. And it used to be this little attraction called the Great Movie Ride that I loved. It was one of my favorite attractions at that park, easily in my top probably two. Uh, so, you know, the, the other one being the Indiana Jones stunt, Epic Stunt Show Spectacular, which have a lot of fun childhood memories at that show. And it's just one of my favorite things to, to do and be. And you know, I love the Indiana Jones franchise. Uh, so, anyway, the attraction that replaced the great movie ride is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I would like to read you the uh, attraction description from uh, the official Disney World website, uh, from Disney's website. So, this is not mine. This is a direct quote from them. I always like to cite my sources uh, there. So, uh, the darling duo, duo, as in Mickey and Minnie, are taking a leisurely drive to a picnic in their sporty roadster with engineer Goofy's train following merrily along. Plot twist, you get to go too. Climb aboard a runaway railway and embark on a whirlwind ro- ride. <laughs> whirlwind, there's a 
key uh, hint for you there, what you might experience. Whirlwind ride through a world where the rules of physics don't apply. Prepare for unexpected twists, slapstick gags, and mind-boggling transformations at every turn as Mickey and Minnie try to save the day. I love, love, love this attraction. Now, the, the few times that I have been on it, the pre-show was not running. And there's this really cool, don't, like, if you have not been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, don't Google a ride view. Just don't do, don't go to YouTube and search Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, you know, ride walkthrough or whatever. Just don't, don't do that because there's some really cool stuff, especially at the beginning that, that kind of make that. And because I hadn't seen that, but it already been on the ride, I went and watched it because I wanted to know. But if you've not been on it, don't go look this up because it's a really cool part that I promise you, you will like that will put a smile on your face and really, really add to the experience. So Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway is really the first intentionally focused Mickey Mouse themed uh, attraction. Of course, it's not just Mickey, it's not just Minnie, you see Pluto, you see Goofy, uh, you even see Pete the Cat in there, and you know, Clarabelle and some of the other kind of classic uh, era Disney characters, it is sort of done in the more uh, modern uh, there's a name for it, but more modern style of uh, sort of Mickey Mouse animation, if you've seen some of the Mickey shorts uh, on, you know, Disney Channel or uh, on like Disney Plus, and if you've seen some of those, uh, it's very much in that style of animation. So you see some subtle knots to some of those episodes, Hello Potato Land, if you're a fan, uh, you'll see some of that in there. So it's a fun attraction. It is. And there is even some knots to the great movie ride uh, that if you keep your eyes open uh, enough, you'll kind of see some of those along the way. So it go on it absolutely it is the uh, newest attraction at Walt Disney World right now. So the wait times are generally you know, kind of up there for the most part, up there with uh, with with Slinky Dog uh, over in Toy Story Land and some of the others that are around the area. So uh, just be aware of that. You know, it is one of those that you either hit one hit. Probably I would recommend either right when the park opens or we're pretty close to close because. Typically, nine times out of ten, ride times are inflated, especially when you get to that sort of half hour before the park closes. So definitely check out Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. You will absolutely love it. It's a great, great attraction, great ride. Uh, dining. So there's not a lot of dining in the Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard area of Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, but there are a couple of spots that I definitely want to t- tell you about. One of my favorite th- first things to do when I get to Disney's Hollywood Studios in definitely some of my friends uh, that I know uh, is to stop by and grab some Starbucks. So, you know, several years ago, Starbucks uh, added some sort of signature locations in each of the parks, uh, each of the four main parks where you can, you know, drop by and, you know, get your Starbucks drinks. You can use your Starbucks gift cards there. If you're a Starbucks rewards member, you know, you have the app on your phone, you can use that stuff to pay if you're curious. So, uh, you know, it's 100% sort of legit Starbucks there, but definitely like all out Disney themed. And that location on Hollywood Boulevard is called the Trolley Car Cafe. And it is usually always has a line. So I recommend if you're going to go, you know, try to get there, before the park opens. So say the park is scheduled to open at nine, make sure you're at Hollywood studios, maybe even as early as eight, uh, and try to get in there. So one of the best ways to do that, if you're trying to get to park early and you know, the bus lines or what have you, or, or, or long or the sky or what is just take an Uber, just take an Uber real quick or lift over and uh, or drive over if you if you're blessed to have your car uh, and and get in line there. But if you're able to take a, an Uber or Lyft, that's a great uh, great option for you. 
take it over there for rope drop and you know go in and get your Starbucks early enough over at Trolley Car Cafe and enjoy yourself and get caffeinated and reared up and ready to go for the day. Uh, also, there is the Hollywood Brown Derby. Now, this is a fine, what they call fine signature dining experience at uh, at the Walt Disney World Resort. And there are several signature restaurants around property in the hotels and the parks uh, and even over at Disney Springs. So just be aware that, you know, at these restaurants, the price per person kind of average price per person, because this is not a price fix uh, or what they call a prefixed uh, menu, uh, but there is a uh, there is a premium that you're going to pay for several of the items. I mean, these are very, very, very good uh, food items. Some of them may be somewhat unique. It is meant to be uh, more of a nod to the Brown Derby that is out in California. Uh, so this, again, the blurb straight from Disney on this is, Dine in an authentic replica of the famous Brown Derby, a Tinseltown landmark steeped in glamour and glitz. The walls are adorned with caricatures of famous faces, a tradition that began with the original restaurant. And the upscale atmosphere harkens back to the golden age of Hollywood. So that's what the park is all about. It is all about sort of immersing you, especially in Hollywood, the Hollywood Boulevard area, immersing you in the sort of golden age uh, of Hollywood. So you see sort of a lot of uh, art deco-ish theming. Uh, so, you know, some chrome, sort of those soft pastel uh, blues and, and greens that you'll see in, you know, the, of course, the 50s primetime diner, which we'll be talking about soon, uh, as well as definitely a, a, a good example of that uh, sort of era of theming. Uh, but this restaurant itself has a lot of history to it. A lot of history. Uh, it, it is a great restaurant. The food is excellent. The service is excellent. The the air conditioning is excellent if you're looking for a spot. Uh, it is. There are some kid options there uh, as well. So just, you know, be aware. It, it's, it's a place to check out definitely if you're a foodie uh, as well. So check out the Brown Derby. You definitely do not want to miss that. Now let's talk about one of uh, everybody's favorite pastimes. And before we do that, I want to throw our question of the day uh, back up here. And that is this. What is your favorite part about Disney's Hollywood Studios, also known as Disney MGM? What is your favorite part about Disney's Hollywood Studios, also known as Disney MGM? And I want to go ahead and pop over to um, my personal feed on Facebook because I've had some people kind of, uh, I'm not going to put these answers or the, the comments up here because they weren't done live, but some folks are uh, commenting there right now. And I want to kind of let you know where people are at. Some people say Galaxy's Edge, straight up. Uh, also, the Indiana Jones stunt show, definitely a favorite of mine. The Waltz exhibit, so One Man's Dream, uh, is definitely pretty amazing. I absolutely love that. Uh, being able to see uh, Walt's desk in one man, one man's dream, which used to be Walt Disney's actual desk, used to be at uh, this att this attraction at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. It is no longer there. It has been relocated to uh, Walt Disney's original office uh, on uh, the Disney lot in uh, in California. So um, it's one of the things that I hope to be able to see uh, in person one day myself. Also, uh, my friend David, who's a fellow Travelmation agent, uh, he says that he loves feeling included in the movies. That is one of my favorite parts about the show as well. Uh, there's just something sort of magical about that. You know, if if you love production, if you just if you like film and TV, uh, it's one of those things that um, I honestly I think uh, Disney could do a little bit better with today versus what it was years ago. There used to be a lot, I think, more even kind of pre pandemic, if you will, used to be more uh, immersive opportunities 
for that. And that's one of the things that I miss. And, you know, maybe we'll have an episode on things that we miss from Disney that we wish, you know, we're back. I think that would be a fun, uh, fun show to do. So also, um, Megan says, I love the old Hollywood feel. My favorite thing is probably Fantasmic. Uh, Megan, we can be friends. I'm just kidding. We're kind of already friends. So Fantasmic is the nighttime spectacular that was running at Disney's Hollywood studios. There's a version of it, a uh, slightly better version of it, uh, depending on who you ask, at Disneyland out in California. Um, that is done there from Tom Sawyer Island. Fantasmic and uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios has been done from their own sort of amphitheater. It has been under some sort of refurbishment, construction, something. Uh, you know, sort of has an amphitheater with a moat that was filled up. You know, from what you understand, the moat's been drained. So we're not really sure what the future of Fantasmic is at this point, but there is a fireworks show that is going on in front of the Chinese theater. So you can you know, experience a nighttime spectacular that is uh, being brought back. So it is a, sort of a newer theme. It's not the one that existed several months ago um, before, you know, in March 2020, but there is a show that is coming back uh, to Disney Hollywood Studios that you definitely want to check out. And then uh, Jen says, the music that is playing while you walk around, it just makes me smile. I love that music. It was sort of classic, sort of 30, 40s, 50 music. Um, even as like you're walking in, you're walking up to the turnstiles or the touch points or security, you, you can start to hear some of that uh, style of music. And they even do that like around the holidays as well. You'll hear some holiday hits that are, you know, that sort of, themed uh, music right there uh, in that area of the park. So again, there's a lot to see, a lot to experience, a lot to do. Uh, and I love uh, the overall theming. I love the story. I love the idea of the park uh, is just a lot of fun to see. And again, this is just, this is just the entryway. This is just like the beginning. It gets a lot more focused. It gets a lot more exciting uh, as you move forward uh, from here. And let's talk real quickly about shopping because, you know, at the end of every attraction, you know, there's a gift shop, right? <laughs> so Disney's trying to lessen wait time. So people are in the gift shops uh, more. So they're doing a lot of things with, um, you know, measuring wait times and whatnot right now. And, you know, new products that may be developing, you know, fast passes are not back yet. We expect some sort of version of that, whatever it may be called, uh, to, to come out hopefully soon, or at least having some details released about that hopefully soon. So anyway, shopping. Mickey's of Hollywood is a place where you can go to get some keepsakes and mouse mementos. So if you love uh, your classic Disney characters, this is definitely a place you want to step up and uh, take a peek in. It's right on the corner. Uh, you can step in there and grab yourself some great souvenir items. There's also Keystone Clothiers. So Keystone Clothiers. Uh, this has changed a little bit from what it once was. It used to have some more, I guess, some nicer, more upper scale uh, kind of dress items. But now it is the spot where you can go towards the front of the park to get, grab some Star Wars apparel. So say you've forgotten, you want to go all the way back to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or, or tattooing trainers at Star Tours. Uh, you have an opportunity to do that on your way out. And I think that was a smart move to have some of those things on your way out of the parks uh, that you can grab and enjoy. So there are some other gifts. There are also some other non-Star Wars themed items, Star Wars themed items in that shop as well. I have seen some uh, Marvel themed items in there in the past when Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier was playing uh, earlier this year. Uh, there are a few of those items that were in there. So just kind of look around, peek around and see what's new. Every now and then they'll drop something new that's in there. Uh, there's also the Celebrity 5 and 10. And that is make it in there. Uh, again, this is sort of Disney's description. And I love 
going in these stores because there's sort of one version of this in most of the parks, and that is where you can make your home. Again, this is uh, Disney's uh, verbiage. Make your home a little more magical with Disney-inspired kitchen items and home decor. So, you know, I'm a homeowner, and we love our Disney things. We've got some Disney tea towels, among other things around here. Um, from Mickey ears to hand towels, if you want your Mickey ears, this is the place to go. You can get them embroidered. Uh, this costume designer-inspired store offers distinctive clothing and keepsakes as well as embroidered towels, aprons, and Christmas stockings. So you can find a few uh, Christmas um, bits and bobs over there uh, where you can commemorate your visit to Walt Disney World Resort by scooping up stellar memorabilia and stationery at this quaint little gift shop. Uh, you can swing by for trading pins. So this is your one of your pin trading spots uh, there at Disney's Hollywood Studios. You're before, when they remember the Sorcerer's Hat, there's a pin trading spot like underneath the Sorcerer's Hat. And that's kind of like all that was there, <laughs> you know. But So you can do your pin trading over at, at Celebrity 5 and 10. Uh, there's also the place to go and buy magic bands and kind of check out some of the latest and greatest magic bands that they have there. Uh, photography essentials. So if you remember the dark room, uh, this is kind of part of that area uh, in so, so batteries and, you know, SD cards. If you do have like a DSLR camera or, you know, a video camera that requires SD or micro SD cards, you can find some of those items there. Uh, so to make sure you can kind of record and keep up with uh, your trip as it moves forward. So, uh, there's one more spot on uh, on Hollywood Boulevard that I want to talk about, but I'm going to check on some comments real quick. So, uh, again, going back to our question of the day, which is still up on the screen, what is your favorite part about Disney's Hollywood Studios or Disney MGM? Audrey says, old Hollywood feel, and rest in peace to the great movie, right? Audrey, I am with you. Uh, it was her favorite attraction, and she misses Fantasmic as well. I do also. I've got the Fantasmic soundtrack and listen to it all the time. All the time. Uh, but right now, our favorite part is Rise of the Resistance. An amazing ride. And it's showing how amazing the things, to, you know, come to the parks are going to be. And you're absolutely right. There's some incredible technology. Some incredible technology. My hope is that Disney doesn't lose sight of the story and classic feel of it. And I'm a sentimental person, right? So I've got memories attached to things. And, you know, as, as things change and move forward, uh, you know, we're going to miss some of that. And there are things like business partnerships, among other things, that sometimes, you know, don't work out for whatever reason. That affects certain attractions and how they're, you know, able to be operated or what's able to be shown if it's not a, a Disney sort of, you know, intellectual property. So, you know, there are all sorts of reasons why things evolve and move forward, but I love seeing, I love seeing story and technology come together. And, you know, that's one of the amazing things that happened uh, with rise of the resistance. And I think it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better for sure. So a few other folks have kind of commented along the way. Want to take a peek and see, um, <laughs> I want to see who else is, is coming along the way. So awesome. Some people are seeing the Skyliner to Epcot. Uh, so I uh, love Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's great. Awesome. So let's see who else is popping on here. We got a live comment. Brad, <laughs> hey, Brad. Uh, Brad says, Mickey. Nice nice spelling there, Brad, too. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, anyway, so that's fun. Awesome, y'all. Thank y'all so much for, for commenting. I love kind of hearing from you uh, tonight. So one other spot on Hollywood Boulevard. And if you are like, yeah, this is the first place. And there's really two. So there's one more on my list, but there's one more I, I want to mention. Um, 
For sure. That is Oscar's Super Service. So Oscar's Super Service is the uh, themed 1940s gas station. If you walk you know, straight in uh, through the turnstiles, you know, security turnstiles, look to the right, uh, you'll see this themed 1940s gas station where you can get you know, little snacks, not like anything major, but just little snacks, drinks, that kind of thing. Uh, toy auto merchandise, even a little bit of that. But it's also the scooter, wheelchair, and stroller rental for the park. I want to say something about that. So here's your travel tip, um, official kind of travel tip for the night. And that is this, uh, if you, if you do are interested in, in having a scooter or a wheelchair or a stroller while you're at Walt Disney world in the, the idea of having to turn it back into the end of the day and get another one, the next time you're in another park, that just kind of wears you out. You wish you could have one. You could take it back to your hotel or take to Disney Springs or, you know, maybe take to one of the other parks down the I-4 corridor that you want to check out. Um, but all that to say is there are some other options that are out there for you that may be more affordable, uh, honestly, in some cases. Uh, and there are some stroller kind of wheelchair and sort of ECV or scooter rental companies that we work with uh, at Travelmation. And I would love to get you some information on that. If that's something you're curious on where they can deliver a lot of these products directly to your hotel uh, where you can pick them up and you can keep them for the length of your stay. And then you again drop it off the same place where you uh, picked it up, usually around the lobby check-in area a lot of times. And, you know, we can kind of take care of you from there and get that all set up and ready to go. And you've got on-site support um, there from these companies that are local and they can definitely help you out. And we'd love to give you more information if you're curious about that. So a few other places I want to tell you about. So uh, guest relations is also right up front. So directly across the way from uh, from the Oscar Super Service, the that theme 1940 gas station is where you're going to find the guest relations location. Uh, also first aid uh, as well in the, in the baby care center is, is in that sort of uh, general area. Uh, so if you need to, you know, a Band-Aid or, you know, you've, you've got a particular you know, problem or issue that you need to discuss with guest relations, uh, you know, issue with like something's happened with your magic man while you're there or you lost something important or whatever it is, go to guest relations. Uh, another thing about guest relations is that it is an excellent place to meet up if you're in a group uh, and an excellent place to say, hey, look, if, if you get lost, we get separated because, you know, that happens sometimes if they're kids, adults, groups, whatever, you know, cell phone batteries die, you know, on occasion. If you get lost, go here or tell a cast member to help you get here that you know you're supposed to go to guest relations if you get separated. Uh, and especially if you're younger kids, they will take care of you. There are no such things as lost children at Walt Disney World, there are only such things as lost parents. So uh, you may hear cast members talking about lost parents and they will be reunited uh, with with each other, with their kiddos at guest relations nine times out of 10. So if that happens, uh, that's the best place to kind of go ahead and say, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a travel planning tip, uh, if you will, to kind of make sure you have a central point and guest relations is a great spot right there at the front of the park, super easy to find. Uh, and of course you can look for the plaid uh, vested uh, cast members and they can get you set up with whatever you need. So again, I, I absolutely love Disney's Hollywood Studios. I was a cast member there when it was still Disney MGM uh, back in the day, right before it changed names. So I'm excited to, and, and Michael Eisner was actually still CEO at that point. Uh, so I'm, I'm super 
excited to kind of share with you more of uh, my story as we get into uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, as we sort of go, you know, land by land and examine a lot of what this park has to offer. So if you have a favorite thing that you would like for me to talk about, or maybe that I even miss uh, on this show, uh, as we sort of go land by land through Hollywood Studios, please let me know. Uh, this is not going to be a consecutive every week. Like we're not going to spend the next eight weeks going through Disney's Hollywood Studios consecutively. We might hop around a little bit. We might talk about the holidays. Uh, we are going to do a, a topic here pretty soon. Uh, probably one they mentioned earlier about what do you wish like Disney would bring back. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also be talking about one that one of our regular viewers, Jen, suggested uh, that we could like to call the perfect park bag. So what is a perfect park bag entail? What is What are the must you know, do things you need to pack with you when you go into the bars. So great, real patch, real practical episode uh, that I'm looking forward to getting into. And again, got any suggestions, please let me know. And as always, if you have any travel planning needs, we'd love to talk to you about those. Um, I'm with Travelmation LLC as an independent travel consultant. Travelmation is based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and we do cruises. We, we help out with all-inclusive stays. If you want to go to Europe, you want to go to Hawaii, you want to go somewhere domestically, you want to go to Disney, to Universal, all the things. Basically, if you can dream it, we can help you get there and it will not cost you a dime extra. In fact, you know, you're going to pay, pay, be paying probably just as much uh, doing it yourself as if you were to pass off some of the work uh, to us, which is why I'm here. Like, I love to help out my clients. I love to see the memories that are being made. Right now, I have some folks that are in Jamaica at Sandals uh, and they are having an absolute blast. So uh, I love hearing stories and hearing about all the all the memories that are being created along the way. So thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Travel Tips Tuesday, and we will see you all again real soon. Bye-bye.